0: All right. Uh welcome back to the General Store. This is going to be part 2 of my quarantine series. Um since we are surprised still under quarantine and it's not going away any uh, any anytime soon. Uh so this time I got my friend Megan who was on two of the uh last podcast episodes.
1: Hello. Hey. What's up? I'm Hello. Megan.
0: How's how's quarantine treating you far?
1: <laughs> you know what? Quarantine definitely has its ups and downs, but I think on the whole, it's been a pretty positive experience. Um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, I'm not trying to like, again, like not trying to like discredit the severity of the situation, but I've definitely found like ways to like make it work and be happy and like kind of. Mm-hmm. I hate to use the word, I mean, I'm doing well. I think that's the best yeah. way to put it. I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, getting to indulge in a lot of like the healthy lifestyle activities that I usually usually take more time out of my day, so a lot mm-hmm. of cooking, a lot of workouts, yeah. um,
2: yes.
1: and I would say also, like, actually home stuff that I kind of put off for a while, so that's been nice.
0: And, and just to uh, verify your quarantine situation, you're you're still downtown, right? Like, you're living by yourself?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm downtown. I still work from home. Um, I am fortunate enough to have my regular job, and mm-hmm. I am very blessed to be safe and warm at home and get to work from home. So yeah, that's really? my quarantine situation.
0: And um, yeah, you're saying you got um, like some house things you're working on as in like interior decorating or what?
1: Okay, kind of. So I basically put up a shelf that I've been wanting to put up for so long. Oh. <laughs> um, so kind of honestly, for me, I think it, I've really wanted to do it for a long time. I'm going to start putting out my balcony stuff. Um,
2: gonna put more balcony
0: stuff.
1: Yeah, we're gonna, wait, I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually try planting this year.
0: Oh, okay, okay, like plants. Yes. So was like, wow, what can you, what can you fit more on that balcony? That balcony. Is, That's true. Yeah. It is.
1: It is. It is definitely very a stock. little squishy. Yeah. It is a bit squishy, but mm-hmm. uh, like putting my balcony stuff back out. I'm. I'm gonna try to plant this year. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple other like home reno things. Like I want to order this bracket so I can hang a light from IKEA, that kind of stuff. Just like okay. smaller things that make your home home really homey. And actually also I finally got a new dining table and chairs that I've been wanting since yeah, I moved yeah. in as well. And I know you know all about that as well. Yeah. I did um, see the
0: pictures. Looks good.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's way better and it like really fits my space. Um I'm only, like little things here and there. Um that yeah. kind of like make a condo when you're renting, just like feel a little bit more homey. Um,
0: yeah. No, I mean, you know me, I'm big into that. I feel like every space that I occupy, if it's, I don't know, at least if it's a few months at least, like I need to make it very personalized.
1: Oh, for sure. Actually, you're really good at that, actually. Like, exactly. Even in Kingston, like every, I feel like every space you had was really well decorated.
0: I think it's just like to me, because I gotten used to, I don't know why, but it's, like, very exhilarating to me. And I, and I totally remember, like, when I moved into any new house or, like, room in Kingston. Because I did actually move a room without moving a house once. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so in, like, second year. So in second year to third year, one of our housemates moved or, mm-hmm. like, went to another house. Um, but then, like, he had the bigger room on the same floor as me. So when he left and then we were going to ask or, like, look for another housemate, I was just like, I'm going to, like, take the bigger room if everyone's okay with that. And obviously everyone was fine with that because they all had their own room. So, yeah, I moved the room as well, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it, it feels to me like every time I move a place, it's, like, very exhilarating to put up everything or to, like, really organize in, like, one day like the first day i'm there i'd like to like organize the space as much as i can and Hmm. just from doing that i think i learned that it really doesn't take too long to like Mm -mm. decorate my space especially if i have all the items like ready so i just need to kind of like think about where to put things so it just it, it almost it's like it's not that much effort like maybe like an hour of effort for i don't know like a whole semester or a whole year or two and a half years I'm going to be living here probably. So, it's like, it's That's just true. really worth it, yeah.
1: Because hmm. I have two questions to that. Like, the first is, mm-hmm. like, would you consider yourself someone who likes to nest?
0: Who likes to, sorry? Nest. Nest. Like,
1: like to like... A little nest for yourself. Like you. Well, it sounds like you just described someone who likes to mm-hmm. nest, like, someone who... Because a lot of people don't care about their space. They'll live yeah. on a mattress with, like, nothing on the walls. They don't really care. It doesn't, doesn't matter to them to have that home or that, like, "Quote unquote sanctuary without sounding cheesy but um i'm definitely a nester i've become yeah. a Esther. i definitely wasn't one of the university I didn't couldn't, like couldn't give two craps but like mm-hmm. um it's nice it's like creating a home
0: definitely 100% a nester then uh mm-hmm. it's just there's there's it feels nice to make something uniquely yours uh, that was
1: a time <laughs> yeah that was a timer that went could you hear that i did yeah that was a timer. I'm have there's a beef stew in the oven. That means I need to like oh. turn around and stuff. Anyways, it's okay, a okay. quarantine
2: activity. It's
1: like a quarantine activity. Exactly, making like a yeah. it literally braises for three hours. Like, who am I? Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um,
1: but the but second yeah. thing I but the second thing I was gonna ask was that it's really interesting because like the tip that my mom gave me when I moved into my place mm-hmm. on my own for the first time, she was like, mm-hmm. don't buy things right away. Live in the space and figure out what you yeah. need. So the fact that you spend when you the first thing you do when you move in is is like organize your space is really interesting to me because do you Um, evolve it a lot over time or is it just kind of like once you're once you're in once you've figured it out that's it?
0: No, I think I I I think I definitely evolve spaces over time if if I have the time that's like the asterisks because in Kingston a lot of the times I would live somewhere for like four months for like one semester
2: yeah Yeah.
0: um and then in that time it's kind of like Whatever goes, like I, I would, and I, and it's like I already have the pre-existing items that I'm gonna put up. Like I have all my posters, I have all my art, um, mm-hmm. this and that. So, um, especially in King City, it was more like a puzzle where I just fit them into like where they're gonna go on the wall or wherever. And then that's just kind of that for four months. Um, but here, definitely, like because I've been here for a year and a half more, mm-hmm. like almost two years at this point. Yeah, like, the layout I had initially is definitely not the layout that I have now. Not even close. Like, my shelf was on a different side of the wall. Didn't have, like, this rack. When I moved the shelf, I moved the posters. Like, so, yeah, it's definitely a work in progress. Oh, nice. The funny thing, too, is uh, right before, like, my roommate left, literally the day right before she went home uh, back to Calgary, like, we also moved... um, like, we redid her whole room around as well. Oh, you did? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, quarantine activities.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for sure. It's like, hmm, what, yeah. is, what if I move my bed like across the other side of the wall? Sometimes yeah. just change is nice.
0: It's like and the actually, I do... embodiment of, like, cutting your own bangs as a girl because you want change,
1: you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's actually very true. I have definitely done the uh, the drama cut where I just yeah. cut off, like half, like, half of my hair. But, uh... I feel like mm-hmm. also with your spaces, you do evolve them over time. Like, I remember when you first moved in. I think I visited you, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, a month or two in. And then uh, now your space has yes. completely changed. Yeah. Because con- I think I came over with when Ming and yeah,
2: and uh, 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 Annika were there. Yeah, yeah. And I, think,
1: I think another person. I think Annika's friend. Anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember your space looking totally different. And then I think I went a couple months later, and I was like, whoa, you really spruce up. You're also very handy.
0: Uh, I yeah. do like to be handy, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, useful. I think that's actually, like, a, a thing I'm finding out now as well with this whole quarantine because you can't, um, like, you can't really, like, see people, so you can't really have access to services as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's nice now that, like, I've acquired skills that have a lot of utility, and because I'm just home by myself, like, I don't really feel the need to... Like four services. Like the one that really comes to mind is um, I've seen a bunch of memes because you know how like guys, uh, especially if guys have fades, like you kind of need your haircut like once every two three weeks to keep the fade Mm -hmm. clean. Yeah, and like there's so many memes now about how like guys just like they're just itching for a haircut because oh for sure yeah, I
1: cut hair. Oh, you did? (laughs) I I, I have yeah, and I've never cut hair before. I didn't know you.
0: what do you think about
1: it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i literally asked i was like how do you use these
0: <laughs> well what did he say was it good did he think it was good
1: <laughs> okay it's not bad for i've it's not bad for round one um, okay definitely uneven in the back yeah. but but i definitely saved it i think it took it took also took me about 90 minutes okay so i think that's much longer than a. than a man's bogey haircut it usually takes like 10 minutes
0: uh the first time the it's it's hard the first one always takes a really long time oh really just well i mean like i don't know the first time i come (laughs) back here it took like two and a half hours i swear
1: okay oh you know what that's fair you know what two and you're also doing it on yourself so i feel like yeah you will you also have more at stake (laughs) so to speak
2: yeah but
0: Um, uh, yeah like it's I do need a haircut soon. I'll probably cut it I don't know, sometime this week. No problem. <laughs>
1: but because you have that skill, easy peasy. Yeah. I definitely learned uh, a lot. It doesn't it's actually it's a pretty good. It's pretty good for my first time, I will say. All right. I think I would I do believe. better I would do better the second time around.
0: I mean <laughs> I d I don't think it'd be worse the second time around. I'd certainly it definitely-
1: well, I, I certainly hope not. Um, I will at least know how to use the clippers this time. I was really afraid of taking too much off. Oh. <laughs> I don't... Because that's the thing with hair. It's like, you can always yep. take more off, but you can't put it back on.
0: But um, I think especially for guys' hair, and like, looking at Ryan's hair, it's not long. It's like, pretty short hair.
1: It is pretty um, short. It was long, though.
0: Oh, was it? was
1: happening. Exactly, Ooh, yeah.
0: okay. Um... <laughs> But like, so yeah, it's for guys, like, because your hair is generally fairly short as is, mm-hmm. even if you cut off extra, like, give it an extra week, it'll grow back. Hair grows. That's
1: true. Yeah. That's true. And I think, yeah, def- there's definitely leeway because it's the quarantine. Yeah. There's no, you're not really going out. You're not taking. It's, exactly. just, it's literally just for like, uh, your own, exactly, upkeep. But I'm yeah. very lucky because I got my hair cut and my brows done right before this. So oh, okay. um, I was very fortunate that way.
0: So you're set for. Um,
1: I'm set for. A bit. Yeah, exactly. A bit. Maybe yeah. I'll cut my own hair. Who knows? I probably won't, we'll see. to be honest. I definitely yeah. won't. But.
0: It's, it's okay. It's a skill. It's a useful skill regardless because
2: mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Like I grew up with my mom cutting my hair. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like to me, as a if I, I say if but more like when I do become a parent later, it's mm-hmm. like I should know how to cut my kids' hair, at least like for the shitty stages they don't really care about until, you know, they get to high school or something and like decide, oh, I want to go to a barber and cut my a hair. Barber? It's like, yeah, until then, I f- it feels like I should be the one cutting my kids' hair just because that's what my mom did to me.
2: Oh, it's
1: like a nice little tradition. Yeah, my dad cut my hair.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Until, until it was probably like, Five, maybe six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's. A, I mm-hmm. mean, I got the bowl cut though.
0: Well, dope. Like, my kids gotta go through a period where they're <laughs> intentionally ugly, you know. <laughs> like, it, they, it builds character, it beauty.
1: honestly, it truly builds character.
0: It's actually, like if you grow up and you're just like stylish and you're cute the whole time you're growing up, you don't appreciate it when you get your glow up. Like, there is no glow up. You know and it's like you need I don't know yeah you like (laughs) obviously I'm biased but (laughs) I think it's like you need that ugly face so you can appreciate your glow up more
1: I would I would agree with you however I think it will be different for the next generations think about how think about how our childhoods would have been if social media was a thing do you think we would have had this because i think the best part about childhood was that yeah. i was nerdy and i didn't care about style but it, yeah. nobody cared about it so i was able to kind of just grow other things that were important to me
2: mm-hmm. that's true
1: and i'm really fortunate to have grown up like that because i like that foundation that i have but i can completely see how it's more difficult for kids these days and i think about raising my own kids in that the world that they perceive as normal and attainable is completely amplified
0: not yeah
1: so yeah I think I think growing up ugly builds character what's also <laughs> really funny is that when I was at my ugliest like full braces yeah. glasses like totally dorky and nerdy looking I thought mm-hmm. I was so cute
2: like I remember yeah. being
1: 12 I remember being 12 and thinking I was so cute but then I grew wow. up now and I'm like nah, I had some sort of like <laughs> I don't I don't know um but it didn't matter you know it literally did not matter when i was a kid like everyone kind of yeah. looked like that it didn't it didn't matter so
0: yeah i mean it really was like it's i, I think like the first time i shot for myself was mm-hmm. like eighth grade maybe or like i wasn't like at the mall by myself but i was like you know with my parents and i and i picked out my oh, own oh yeah
1: closet. that's a maybe big deal like,
0: seventh yeah. or eighth grade yeah and like you know back then For guys it was just like extra 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 large hoodies with crazy prints you know like that Mm -hmm. was that was it and yeah i think you know looking back now you can say it's ugly or it's whatever it was but yeah at that time like i felt so fresh wearing that like like, this is my own choice like i i remember it it was like this red it was like this red maroonish like plaid almost hoodie Oh, it was was great. Like, I loved that hoodie for so long because it was, like, the first one I picked out by myself. And it just, it felt, it really felt good at the time.
1: You kind of, it's definitely an expression Mm -hmm. of who you are. And I think as you're growing up, at least me, I was, like, I was, I know, I was pretty shy. And I think, like, in grade 9 and 10, I started experimenting with all these colors. I thought they were so cool. But it was kind of, like, my first step as, like, trying to express myself in a, more outward way but kind of Mm -hmm. starting small and i'm really yeah i'm like really glad that my mom never looking back i'm like i don't know (laughs) why you let me make my own choices but that's just (laughs) something she was instilled in me like if you're gonna make you're gonna make your own choices and you're also gonna live Mm. with the consequences like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like fix them for you kind of thing so i'm really glad i got that skill when i was younger but uh oh my gosh yeah looking that's also the best part actually about i'm also really nostalgic and quarantine is perfect for that but like, looking back yeah. at all your phases, <laughs> looking back oh at all your God. phases through childhood is so much fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, there was a lot of phases. It's, but like, I think it's it's hard, especially for your mom to, for like,
2: like style-wise
0: at least. Yeah, like for style-wise to say it's right or wrong. Because um, yeah, even though, I don't know, I like I might have a kid and they might pick something out. They're like 14. And then in my head, I'm like, "This is ugly as fuck."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But guaranteed,
1: you will also say that. <laughs> I
0: probably will. Um, you probably but, <laughs> will. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell my kid how it is. Um, for sure. But like, because styles, you know, like trends are different for each generation. It, it's like if I think about what my parents wear, obviously, what they think looks good is different from what I think looks good, and say there's a time where we go back to, I don't know, like that early 2000s fashion where everyone's like Sagan wearing extra mm-hmm. large, extra baggy shit. Like, Head cause huggers. that to me looks horrible, but like, I will never wear pants that like aren't fitted probably for the rest of my life, you know? But hmm. it's like, will my that's kid. Yeah. Like think that's whack. Like, will my kid look at me wearing oh, slim pants sure. and be like, wow, this is just, It's so ugly, Dad. Like, why are you doing this? So I think it's hard to, like, critique your kids' fashion sense just because trends just come and go so fast. And we're going to be stuck more or less with kind of what we decide within the next, I don't know, couple years. Like, I don't think our style is going to evolve much past five years from now.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I hope it keeps evolving as in, like, I can add new pieces i hope i'm not stuck with the same wardrobe but uh i know what you're saying i think your taste your taste will Mm -hmm. kind of refine but i think that's also like part of growing up is it is true it's like trying out different things and then figuring out what area you kind of like the best and kind of just like refining that Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: guaranteed 100 percent at some point you will embarrass your kids like it's it's human nature like i don't you literally like, it's, it's inevitable. Like, I inevitably will be listening to Drake, probably. And they'll be like, Mom, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like why are you to <laughs> Wow, look at these oldies. <laughs> exactly. Like, they'll be considered the oldies. And I'll probably catch myself saying, like, you don't understand, like, back in my day. Like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But, like, and that'll be, like, I can, that's for sure going to happen. Like, I, I don't, even, even my cousins now talk about things. I'm like, I don't even know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Like, I'm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I can completely see it happening um but i mean hey i embrace that part of that part of myself that part of life i I think
0: like when you get to that point where you're at the point in your life where you have the option to start embarrassing your kid your like view of the world like your ideology will just be set enough that you don't only give a fuck if someone thinks you're wrong
1: oh for sure right
0: yeah like you might say something embarrassing and people are like, ha and you're like, well, that, Like to me, that's not embarrassing at all. Like, it's just, and I stand by it, you know?
1: You're just so. kind of, like, shameless. So, like, as a parent, yeah. like, you kind it of, is. like, ex- you know who you are, you're confident in yeah. that, and like, sure, okay, an eight-year-old kid might roast me, but, like, is that really gonna tear me down? Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like,
1: but I think that's, it's... like, that comes with age. But also, I also look forward to embarrassing, like, I also think that builds character.
0: Like truly, seeing <laughs> your kid, for I, sure, I've for always sure. said like I've um I look forward to. It's like when I when I was a kid and my parents had all these dinner parties
2: mm-hmm. with uh
0: you know other Asian parents whatever and they they all bring their kid and we're all I don't know like young kids, it's almost like this thing where you gotta compliment the other, like your oh the other kids. kids yeah you can never oh, you can't really like say compliment. good shit yeah you can't say good shit about your own kid. But it's like, oh, look at your kid. Like, he's doing so well in school. He's on the track team. And they're like, oh, no, no, my kid. My kid's nothing. Like, your kid, your kid got a scholarship to med school. You know, it's like, you got to compare kids, but you got to do it to the other person's kid. You can't say good shit 100%. about your
1: kid. My mom so, was saying, my mom says the exact same thing. She's like, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's, it's, it's a Chinese an Asian thing? thing. Is it an Asian thing? Okay, I, wonder- I, I was wondering that. Yeah. Because she was like, the biggest compliment you can give someone is talking about how great their kids are. Just yeah. remember that. And I'm like, okay, great.
0: Like um, everyone, n- everyone does it. And then oh, you sure. do like, the whole, oh, like, oh, am I kidding? Like
1: feigning, yeah, yeah feigning humility yeah. kind of thing. Like, oh yeah. no. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's kind of funny though, because it's like, I think kids are the biggest form of narcissism. It's literally, you're creating somebody
0: it's, in your own it's likeness. Literally, yeah. It's your personal it's like, project.
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. It's, like, the most... Nurse, it's not the most narcissistic thing you could do, but it's definitely, like, a form of narcissism. And, like, I think it's... When you are complimenting someone's a kid, you were inadvertently like, complimenting the parent. Which is great. I think yeah. parents deserve so much credit. But uh, yeah. I think that whole, like, cultural or, like, social practice of doing that is really funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely. All the credit to the parents. But I feel like that's, like, one of the more frightening parts of having a kid is, like, both parents have to have input right into how to raise this kid and if i'm like trying to make a perfect kid i obviously have ideas of how i want to like raise my kid and it's just going to be like i feel like that's one of the most difficult parts is it's hard to um to like have that compromise between how to raise the kid as both parents it's going to be the death of me because i want to do everything on my own like i want everything my way it's probably going to be like my one character flaw it's my one achilles heel
1: mm, wanting to do everything um, yourself
0: yeah no actually i actually have one more character flaws. but uh, that that's a pretty major one
1: hmm, that's um, interesting why do you see it what how have you personally seen it manifest itself into a flaw like why do you think it's a flaw and not a
0: uh, i think it's a flaw because i'm not good it, maybe not like i'm not good but i really don't like inconveniencing others or like Mm -hmm. in my head what I see is inconveniencing is Mm -hmm. is a totally different thing than I think actually inconveniencing but like Mm -hmm. because it's almost like this thing that I can prove to myself like oh I have the power to do x y and z so I don't need to ask someone who literally has more expertise and knows how to do and could teach me very easily to do this thing like no it's almost like a pride thing that I like I can figure this out by myself and it, it like manifests in ways that are like, when I am at work or something, and then someone tells me to do something, and it's almost like I need clarification. But there's like this side of me that's like, no, like you, you can don't figure need out
1: to yourself. Ask.
0: Yeah, like I can figure it out, and it's like an awkward question to ask. Just don't ask it. Just like, but sometimes I do, and then like no one minds. totally fine, right? Like everyone's willing to help. Yeah.
1: Because I was gonna say, I think the ability to figure things out by yourself is a very good skill to have. I mean, I'm also biased towards independence, so... Yeah, I mean oh, so, 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 I mean, that's definitely where that's coming from. But I also have realized over... Actually, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, I used to define a best friend as someone who I feel comfortable asking for help. That's how fear-averse I was of, like, asking anybody for help.
0: Damn. Yeah, that's really not that high of criteria.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. And I, there was only... I would only say that I probably had, like, five... Five people I would ask for help, maybe like seven, not actually family included. Yeah,
0: but Um, like, so what was their criteria though for like asking for help? Would it just be like someone I can hit up in the middle of the night? My house is burning to stay at their house, or like, what was the criteria for asking for help?
1: Not, I mean, probably someone that was like vulnerable for me, like I needed help with something, or like something that I felt like kind of weird talking about, which probably (laughs) also wasn't like probably wasn't anything like super deep or anything like that but like i think
2: mm-hmm.
1: in general just like asking for help for example if someone like worked really close to a post office and like i had a package and i had to go pick up and i had to go out of my way or like ask the other person like i would definitely go out like not ask the person unless i felt mm-hmm. like they were like my best friend and okay. then i felt like i could like ask them i was like hey by the way i know it's on your way can you just do this like
0: so, yeah, so, so then I'd say it almost goes back to, again, this whole thing of, like, not wanting to inconvenience people.
1: A hundred percent. It. I, yeah. I, I can re- com- I can completely relate to that.
0: Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, if I'm trying to squeeze by someone, like, I'd rather literally just, like, try to compress myself into a pancake and squeeze by someone than, like, tapping them and be like, hey, can you move? That's
1: typical. I also kind of tend to appreciate some of those people sometimes obviously if i'm like definitely being an inconvenience or like an asshole and like no one's telling me then i would want someone to tell me but i was literally at a brunch the week before this pandemic happened and someone was walking on the sidewalk with more than enough room to go around my friend but instead of just walking around her because she was just like facing the other way he tapped her on the shoulder and was like growling at her to move and she (laughs) and i was like and then after she looked at us and i was like no, no no that guy fully could have took one step to the right, walked around you, but he instead, like, growled at you to move. It was very odd, so
0: not always a bad quality to have.
1: But I did recognize it. Like, I definitely identify with that, so I was wondering why you think it's a flaw, because I definitely uh, have those tendencies as well.
0: I I just think that, like, if you take anything to an extreme, it's a flaw. Like, you could be a nice person, but if you are too nice that you're getting walked over, that's a flaw. You can be like Mm, super charitable, but if you're charitable enough that you don't know, like you don't give regard for your own health, that's, it's always like a flaw if it's like too much. It's
1: like to your Um, judgment. Yeah. That's true. There's always extremes with everything.
0: Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's good too, that you you, like come up with these like mundane criteria to define like friendship and things. I I think it's great. Um, Well,
1: I think, well, that definition has definitely changed over time. Like I would say that, I would say that over time I've realized that asking for help is not Mm -hmm. a bad thing. Definitely not good at it, yeah. but definitely got I become mean, like more comfortable with it. Like you know my criteria for a best friend is probably it's probably threefold. Like one, I can trust. Number two Okay. For number two has to is kind of it's a time barrier. I feel like for me a best friend is someone who like
2: mm-hmm.
1: I can't make a best friend like overnight. Like, like it's definitely over, like a, yes. we have to have lived through something. You can't even plan that, you know what I mean? Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I agree.
1: Yeah, and there's a sense of like loyalty. Or like, we've been through the thick of things, kind of thing. Or like we've lived through so much stuff. Um,
0: like I I, like I've met people who will say like, oh, this is my best friend, and they're like, oh, I work like I met this person a year ago at work or some shit. And like, you know, obviously I'm not here to judge criteria, but I'm like, is that really like is that really your best friend? Yeah, like come
1: on, maybe no, you know, I've also realized that actually might be someone's best friend because a lot of people a lot of people don't have long-standing friendships that like withstand the test of time so like maybe someone you did meet a year ago is your best friend
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i've also realized
1: that
0: yeah like i said like i'm obviously not to take away from someone else's criteria but just i think for our criteria that we have known people for 10 plus years that have been this close consistently for 10 plus years like exactly
1: it's, it's hard to, break to compare that
0: yeah it's like, it's
1: very hard to compare but uh i know that not everyone not everyone's as fortunate
2: no. that's
1: also another thing that's also another thing that i'm like wondering about like it's, it's also something you can't really like facilitate like it kind of just happen naturally like it also depends on like where you go to school and where you grow up because mm-hmm. like all my best totally. friends from childhood are like my best friend that I went to elementary school with. I couldn't, you can't plan that. It's not like they were from like no. extracurriculars.
0: No. And and I think, like, as you grow up and as you meet new people, you will, like, refine your criteria for who, you know, you're going to be close to. And for me growing up, like, I, you know, Calgary's a pretty, like, white place, mm-hmm. to be fair. And growing up, like, I always only had white friends. Almost. Almost. Um, Except, like, you know, when I was, like, real immigrant status, like, just coming here and then we would like, other Chinese families in our, like, apartment complex type That's of thing. Sure. That was, like, some real poverty shit. Um, but, like, just some real poverty
1: cool, shit. cool.
0: Like, the cool kids, you know, the quote-unquote cool kids from back then, they're always, like, white kids. So, I always thought, like, white kids were, like, top of the predatory ladder. Like, the elementary food chain at the top was, like, white kids. So, I always wanted to be friends with white kids. So, it's almost weird that, like, I spent my all of elementary trying to be like a white kid, and then that is such a
1: common. That is that's so interesting.
0: Yeah, I do not and see and you then, as someone who
1: was like that. That's
0: hmm. well, I think you also met me at like a very. I don't know. I've I've gone through like a lot of changes to try to I don't know like fixate embrace on what, culture. Yeah, like embrace what I'm about and what kind of culture that I want to be part of. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's like I worked towards that in elementary school, and it's like in junior high I actually. Got the chance. I was in with the cool white kids
2: in my mm-hmm.
0: school, um, which is also why Ming and I became friends. Because
1: like, oh, Ming is like very whitewashed. I don't, I don't well, know if he'd take offense to that, but
0: uh, I don't think he would. I mean, like okay. to be fair, we're all pretty whitewashed, even that's if there's point. Asian aspects that we appreciate. <laughs> <We're> all pretty <laughs> yeah, Western. Well, general. I mean,
1: yeah, we're, we also grew up yeah. in a Western world, so for like yeah. this like hybrid.
0: But, like, he was also in with the white kids. So, it, it was, like, the cool Asian kid that I could hang out with. Not, like, the mm-hmm. nerdy Asian kids that, like, you know.
1: That's such but, a common trope, too. Like, the nerdy Asian kid. It's also just, yeah. like, also in media. I feel like the only people that are, like, visible are, like, the nerdy <laughs> Asian person. So, like, you kind of... For people who don't grow up in such multicultural societies, like, when you do interact with them, it's, like, yeah. they don't know how to interact with you. I don't know if you find that, sure. but I totally do. And I'm, like... Well is all you yeah, know from think, what you've seen on tv like
0: <laughs> and, it, and like especially back then like especially when we were growing up there was no this like pc diversity culture like
1: definitely not
0: like you know you got movies now like crazy rich asians as you know much as it can do for asians in hollywood or like putting them on the media that like we were also hey like we're fun and we're cool and whatever but like literally just back then people were high key blatantly racist and it was totally oh okay. for was, sure was, for sure it was
1: like acceptable do,
0: yeah. yeah and it's not like i mean like i took some offense to it but it's not like i you was didn't have a actually time offended. to be like
1: oh huh, this is kind of unjust Exactly, like, you kind of just accepted it like yeah. i was also like self racist i don't know if that's like a word or a term mm-hmm. but like i was definitely like oh, totally you know what i mean
0: and and it's like but it's only when i got to high school and i joined ib and now like, all of my classmates are asian in ib and mm-hmm. a bunch of my friends from junior high, also we, we like almost mostly wasn't the same high school. So it's not like anything really changed for my friends. Too. But once I got to IB, i be like, oh, wait a minute. Like I connect way better with these people than I did with yeah. the cool kids from junior high. And it's just now, like when I think about the friends that, I, that the friends that I keep encountering now a lot of them were actually in my junior high but there were the nerdy kids that I didn't really, like, want to talk to. Ooh, That's
1: so it. interesting. Yeah, it's a 180 now,
0: though. Like, so I'm just
1: take to it when you all of a sudden kind of, like, were like, hey, I know mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk to you before, but...
0: <laughs> well, it, I don't think, like, I outwardly it was like, hey, I don't want to talk <laughs> okay. to you guys. It's <laughs> yeah. just, like, who you hung out with,
1: right? Yeah, it's like so. a subtle, yeah, like a, uh, unconscious bias kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So it's not like they were offended or anything, but, yeah, it's just those were the people that I ended up actually keeping his friends so you
1: know it's interesting actually i remember the very first time not the very first time that's kind of strange but i remember something that you said very succinctly in university that really stuck with me for a long time i remember i don't even know what we're talking about but all of a sudden you were like <laughs> i don't know but you know i really like being asian like i like being an asian guy and oh. that was the first time <laughs> i've ever actually heard someone like say that out loud and i for some reason it really struck me and then i thought to myself later i like reflected on it and i was like why was that such a like why did saying that why was that so Mm -hmm. profound to me i don't know because Mm -hmm. i think and i think it's probably because like we grew up or like at least i did I won't speak for you but like definitely undervaluing or trying to like diminish the parts of myself that like weren't then like the majority so i think Mm -hmm. just like it was like very refreshing i guess but yeah it was very interesting i still remember that i don't even know if you remember saying it but
0: i well i remember saying that like i remember i must have said that at some
1: point yeah 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 probably um,
0: but i think it's it's different because I, I think i mean it by that if you you know like and I, and i ask you the same question like if you could choose to be any race and just like i don't know be the same person but just change a race, like would you change your race?
1: Ooh, interesting. I have never thought about that. I'm gonna say no.
0: So you're you're happy being, you know, like a Chinese person, Chinese Canadian, essentially.
1: Yeah, I am happy being a Chinese Canadian.
0: Yeah. yeah so I think that's more of what I meant by that. Like I I'm I'm happy to be Asian. Like I'm happy to be, be a Chinese Canadian person. If you asked me if I wanted to change a race, I would say no. But I, it's, it's different to be proud of who you are mm, versus letting true. it like define you define you. Yeah. Like I don't let the fact that I'm Asian, I define me, which is sad because I feel like a lot of people I see on like subtle Asian traits and shit allow the fact that they're Asian to be like a personality trait when it's not, you know?
1: That's so interesting because the whole concept of that group is like subtle Asian traits. So by virtue of that group, being Asian is a personality trait.
0: It's it's like a okay. cultural
1: thing. It is. You know? It's
0: just there's things, there's relatability that comes with being Asian. It's like, yes, I'm Asian. We like bubble tea, we like anime. I mean, not everyone, but I'm of that group, right? So and it's great that you like these things, but you can't just let these things be what's interesting about you it's like just because you do these things not because you've i don't know like by virtue of doing these things it feels like they think they have personality you know
1: that also sounds like a very you thing to say because you're someone who really values taste and like curated taste based on your someone's opinion like If the rationale behind liking something is because, oh, I'm supposed to like it, I feel like that just definitely, like, you wouldn't resonate with that.
0: No, it doesn't. Like, it just, to me, it's everything. There's just, there's so many things in the world, right? There's just infinite things that you can like, that you can do. And how do I know that this is the right thing for me? It's like, that's really the question I want to ask myself whenever I do anything. So it's just when I I think, yeah, like just going back to the whole thing, I am proud to be an Asian guy and I wouldn't have it any other way, but a lot of my hobbies aren't like stereotypically Asian hobbies, but it's not like I identify with black people because I listen to hip hop, like I, you know, to Mm -hmm. be blunt, but it's like, I like hip hop doesn't mean I identify as African American or something.
1: So I guess you're very much of the belief that you can appreciate other people's cultures even if you don't come from it. Which I also subscribe to, but a lot of yeah. people there are a lot of people who would not say the same. Yeah, But totally. then I think, I think we've had this conversation and you've always been of the mind where it's like that, then you're being a gatekeeper of culture Yeah. and that is probably more polarizing than the opposite, which is to just let people exactly. respectfully appreciate yeah. one another's culture.
0: Yeah, like I really do hate being a gatekeeper of, of anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if you like it, then you like it. Um, I can't keep
1: up anything
0: or yeah, like, like if you, if you want to do something by all means, no matter how casual you are, do it, but don't pretend like this is some monumental thing for you. If you just do something casually, you know, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't want to take the enjoyment out of it. Uh, and it's like another thing i hate sounding pretentious but i sometimes i feel like i am
1: i think i think everyone can be once in a while and i don't think i don't but i wouldn't attribute that to your whole being like i'm not gonna i would i don't think i'd ever everyone gonna have like pretentious moments but i'm never gonna be like hey my friend kevin is really really pretentious you know what i mean
0: i guess you know what that's fair because that that i guess that's this kind of what we were saying like it's you can have pretentious moments. You can be this and that, but as long as it's like it, it doesn't define you. It's it's oh, just sure. a part of something that happens. Right? I
1: think I also really realized that about people in general. It's like their people are really nuanced. It's like just because somebody does one good thing or one bad thing, that doesn't like define their whole personality. Whereas I think I used to be someone who like if I saw like one thing that kind of counter. Like, counteract it's another thing i thought about the person i was like oh my god like this this person is whatever i was like very all or nothing um black and mm-hmm. white i would say yeah but i think now i can appreciate like the shades of gray in people's personalities and like
2: yeah
1: sometimes you're gonna do something that's sometimes you're gonna have a selfish moment does that mean that overall that is who you are no no um, yeah i think you should be allowed to like i don't think you should be like held to I think you should definitely help. Held standards, and, like definitely, like held mm-hmm. accountable. But I think it's like un- it's un- it's an unfair expectation that like everybody be like one dimensional. Like, like you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like the epitome of their being like
1: yeah, exactly. You just
0: have to always be who you truly are all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not that black and white, right?
1: It's not that black and white. Also, how you gonna figure out like what what really works? Mm-hmm. You don't like get get the chance to try. Um, yeah and like i think also it's like also just like not be shamed for it like sure if like any one of my friends like started to display something frequently that like i was like Mm -hmm. okay there's something wrong here then i'm gonna say something but yeah i think everyone has their moments
0: yeah i mean i was i literally just watched something about that oh really
2: um,
0: on bojack yeah they were they were saying because okay essentially to give a little bit of context no spoilers because i really okay you, you've never watched this show right bojack so, horseman no
1: oh i've yeah. heard of it no i've never watched it
0: i think uh, it's great i think you should i think you would like it it's very I mean, like there
1: are so many shows i really need to watch
0: <laughs> this show yeah we were talking about movies to watch last time too
1: were we we probably were well, F, i haven't watched yeah, any of them well,
0: yeah you told me to watch uh whiplash
1: <gasps> did you watch it
0: I, I haven't yet actually. And I've had Ooh, so much time too. But um it's because I've been watching. Twist
2: Richard, the knife. Twist Koja. the knife. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um
0: but yeah, like because he's he's like an actor. Um mm-hmm. and then there's kind of this whole ending monologue where um like as an actor when you're in a movie, it's in a two hour runtime, a lot of things can be seen as yeah, like black and white. There's a good guy, there's a bad guy, right? And like mm-hmm. the good guy's gonna win there's a climax, whatever, but, like, it's just, yeah, in real life, there's no, like, good guys and bad guys, there's just guys, like, there's just people, and it's, it's wrong for us to try to box people into, like, good or bad, and by extension, like, any other of these types of labels, because we're never gonna be the epitome of that label.
1: That was a very deep show, isn't that cartoons?
0: it is a cartoon. It's like an adult cartoon. I only, I swear to God, I like, only watch cartoon TV shows. Really? <laughs> I, I mean, I think, like, the three shows that I've actually finished, besides Love is Blind.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: because, yeah, I did finish that. Um, but the three shows I finished is, like, um, BoJack Soon, I on mm-hmm. like, the final season. I finished like Brick and Morty and I finished Archer. So all Oh cartoons. whoa, yeah. Yeah. Hmm,
1: true. Well wow, that's a very mm-hmm. big compliment to Love is Blind then. If I'll take your first like real live action show that you've ever watched, front to end. Or start to finish? Well, front to end.
0: Front to end the uh, front to end makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was mostly because Yanny wanted to watch it when she was still here and then like I don't know, everyone in their mothers was watching it. So it's felt actually like so I true. Could, be in the loop yeah and and well it was trash tv but i, I did enjoy it like I, I enjoyed watching it although some parts were, were were hard to watch like
1: oh for sure once yeah. you get out of the pods they become more real
0: yeah and i'm really not one for like cringe drama mm-hmm. it's just like when i watch it i almost like want to look away it's just so like, awkward sometimes Oh, it um, for
1: sure is. It, it's so yeah. cringy. It's, it's definitely hard to watch sometimes.
0: It's like, remember when Cam rapped for, like, Lauren's mom? <laughs> oh, god. <gosh. laughs> she was like, oh, my God.
1: That was, uh, that's funny. Yeah. I loved their story, though.
0: They were just nice. Like, there's nothing wrong with them, really.
1: That's true. Was... It's funny because people's biggest first offense of them is that they seem the most normal, but they were the ones that get engaged first.
0: They were, yeah. Yeah. Cam knew. Did-
1: Cam Cam did know. Cam yeah. knew. And when you know, you know. Um But I thought the reunion episode was really telling. I thought that really humanized them for me.
0: Really? I felt like some aspects mm-hmm. of the reunion were like it felt so staged, some of them. Like like you did it.
1: Really? Like which part? Well
0: I hated when Carlton like
1: gonna mention Fred that proposed. i can i i knew you were gonna mention that, that was, well that it was obvious that was also the
2: cringiest moment of the special that was but... so
0: fake it was just like uh and then it just really put diamond on the spot and it, like what else can she say she probably still fucking hates him but she has to accept it for tv
1: it did put her in a very difficult position there was not many options there weren't many options that she could have
0: yeah like was she gonna be like no, i still hate you then <laughs> You can't paint yourself as a villain like that. She could. But she's but she's she's not dumb. Like like I think out of all <laughs> fair, the girls she's enough. she's like probably one of the smartest ones. If not I think the smartest person out of the girls. So like
1: Why do yeah. you think why do you think that?
0: I don't know. It's just from how they were interacting in the pods, I just think she was like
1: oh.
0: She just mm-hmm. seemed like she maybe not like Smartest, she, like, had
1: her wits about her, though. Thing. She wasn't like, yeah, but, like that. She,
0: yeah, yeah, it was that.
1: What about Kelly? I feel like she was pretty, like, she was pretty, Yo. like, neutral, you know, she was non offensive.
0: She was non offensive until, like, the last episode when she didn't marry him,
1: yeah, but he yeah. didn't marry her either.
0: Well, I know he was going to, he did Kenny, Kenny was definitely gonna say yes.
1: What you think?
0: He. Said in the interviews before that he was going to say yes, didn't he? And like, I,
1: oh, okay, that's Huh. okay. I thought I, I thought I was reading the fact that both of them kind of had a mutual understanding that they weren't going to say yes, but they were kind of just going along with it.
0: I, I definitely thought Kenny was going to say yes.
1: Interesting, huh? So then you think that was kind of like his version of revenge when he like came back to the reunion and was like, This is the happiest I've ever been. Like, I'm so thankful for the show and everything. And then she was kind of like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's, it's actually because yanny and i were, were talking about it like i think kenny is just too good i actually i do not like kelly like not as a person or anything i just think she's so boring like she's just really not that i think they're both boring <laughs> I, I like i don't know for some reason when she's boring i think it's, it's boring but when kenny is boring i'm like oh he's so sweet like he's just such a nice guy
1: wow that's so interesting that's like a very clear double standard
0: yeah it, it is and I, I really hope it's not a double standard. Like I really hope I can like go back and watch and point out where I think why they're different. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Like
2: hmm, maybe it's
1: obviously... also you know what? No, I can yeah. rationalize it. Maybe it's also by contrast to the other people. Yeah. So by Kenny's contrast to all the other guys, he does come off very sweet. And then if you're comparing all the girls together, she does just come off kind of boring. Like she's there's it comes nothing off,
0: like, cold. She was um, oh, Okay.
1: Well she was kinda cold because of the whole yeah. like because of the whole like physicality thing. Yeah. Um
0: Literally, I think like when Nat and I were talking, she was like, oh, we should do like a love is blind episode.
1: Stop. <laughs> no way. Are you serious?
0: <laughs> so That's we funny. could honestly, yeah, like we could save some of this for an actually like a full Love is Blind episode. Although we could I know so many people that it would be down to talk about Love is Blind. <laughs>
1: Because it's it's a re- it's a good conversation starter because it's how people re- handle situations and it gets people thinking about how they would have reacted if they were, yeah. and it's something well, that's I like think- really relatable, like everybody, dates, you yeah. know what I mean. So it's one of those topics that like everyone kind of kind of have an opinion on. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's just like it's just one of the biggest strengths of of reality TV because yeah, we just have this tendency to um, like we want to support someone, like we want to support something, and it's like. Yeah, and when it's reality TV, it gives you, like, all these people. It's almost like choosing your character at the beginning of video games. Like, you get to, like, choose who you want to, like, support in this show. And, like, you're trying to, like, put yourself in their spot and whatever. So, yeah, it's totally appealing.
1: I kind of also think of it as it's also kind of, like, harmless gossip. Because think about the way we kind of consume or we used to consume celebrity lives in, like, the early 2000s. Like, we used to kind of consume their lives and, like, talk about celebrity drama or celebrity gossip. At least my friends did when I was growing up. But now that, number one, like, the blow up of social media where you have details into everyone's lives. Yeah. And also reality TV, which is, like, even closer intimate look into people's lives where they're, like, they're, like, consenting to give you access to that part of them. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a form of people, way to ways of people to gossip, too. It's, like... Yeah. If this was, like, drama happening with your own friend group. I kind of well, think of, it yeah. like, a manifestation of that, like, that human tendency to, like, want to gossip as well. And like you said, like, take sides. Like, I think that also yeah. is very, that's very natural. Um, especially when reality TV paints such outrageous, uh, like, polarities. Like, you have, it's, this is, like, an outrageous experiment where you hear about it and you're like, that is nuts. Like, who would do that, right? Yeah. So I think no. it, you also are just, like, naturally curious about, like, the types of people who go on it and kind of obviously like what happens at the end but and so i honestly think like the show is brilliant
0: <laughs> i well yeah the premise is just so ridiculous right it's, like
1: it's absurd that, Exactly, it's gonna
0: breed drama it's gonna breed tension like you're, you're on a show you gotta like choose a fiance by <laughs> in a week and then you gotta like meet their parents move in together <laughs> within the next two weeks like yeah it's just like go go it's like go go and
1: you can't even see them not even like you yeah. have to choose a fiance it's like you literally yeah. can't even see them
0: <laughs> i think it, it yeah it just fuels gossip because it's it's risk-free it's not like you're talking about anyone that is so true you know like it's just it, there's people like stakes, on the yeah. internet yeah like like they don't care they don't hear what you're saying it's not like you're gonna get caught for talking behind your friend's back or something, right?
1: There are a lot of online haters, but I hear what um, you're saying. I completely hear mm-hmm. it's like low stakes, like that's why it, like generates so much conversation.
0: Yeah, like when you're a famous person or like you know reality TV star or whatever, you have to kind of like get rid of the part of yourself that cares about comments because there's always there's always going to be like hate comments online, no matter what kind of person you are. Right?
1: I think, I think you probably should for your own mental well being. But I think it's, I think people who are, I don't actually know anyone personally, so this is just projections, but yeah. I think people who are drawn to being on reality TV are yeah. also drawn to attention, whether it's good yeah. or bad. So I yeah. think like an immunity to that, I don't know if a oh. person who is immune to that would even be drawn to that kind of thing.
0: I guess, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would want attention.
1: They for sure want attention. Yeah. How many people are like, oh, my life should be like a reality TV show. Like, I think a lot of people...
0: Well, I don't know. As, like, Sometimes I think celebrity. that when I crack a really funny joke with my friends, and I'm like, maybe I should be on a TV show.
2: Okay,
1: fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, but people who genuinely go on, I think a lot of times... At least I'm thinking about, like, trashy TV shows, too. You do it for publicity. You do it so people talk about you. There's mm-hmm. also this adage mm-hmm. that, like, no publicity is bad publicity. So there's also, like, yeah. a swath of those people but
0: yeah maybe it'll just feel it'll feel you to hear any comments
1: or are you like maybe you thrive on drama or like you i don't know want want to create controversy like some people are very provocative naturally so they also i don't know feed off of it i'm not sure i don't know i can't dissect the mind of a reality tv star mostly because i'm not i don't know any but that's that'd be my perception
0: no i think that's that's good that's a good perception I, n- I never really thought about, like, yeah, the type of people that want to go on reality shows. I
1: cause... also... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's totally fair.
0: Um, you, you also what? Thought about no. going on a reality show? No? Oh, no,
1: definitely, no. definitely okay. not. But I was I like, like, is
0: that what like, you're gonna say?
1: I have thought about, re- I have thought about reality TV, and it's kind of, and its purpose. Not its purpose, but, like, why it exists and why it's so popular. I've definitely thought of that before. Oh, yeah. Perhaps a little too much. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um
0: it's okay i mean at this point if you want to watch reality tv by all means you got the time to
1: that is very true but uh actually surprisingly, i haven't watched any more tv i watched two movies in this whole pandemic and like no tv i watched one episode of tiger king but i haven't watched any movies or tv
0: holy shit so you've just been cooking you've been working out like
1: taking up all of your time pretty much or i sleep early okay like
0: that's (laughs) Probably I watch good. a lot of
1: YouTube. No, to be honest, okay. I watch a lot of YouTube. And that's always kind of been my tendency, too.
0: Um,
1: yeah. I watch a lot of YouTube.
0: Yeah, I'm also always watching a ton of YouTube.
1: I know, it's just the perfect length. You can pick how long it you is. want. Yeah. There's no commitment. You can just pick up and take off whenever you want. Hmm. I do feel like there are shows and movies that are like culturally relevant, so I probably should watch them at some point.
0: I think that um, just about wraps it up for us. Uh, you got any last words? Although maybe we'll have you on another quarantine session because there is still a lot to talk about.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, no, nothing for me. Always a pleasure.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in to General Store and uh, we'll see you guys next time.